Hey, welcome again to Let's Talk Tottenham. A good result against Chelsea, nil-nil, but we didn't give them a six-point swing and lose to them. Uh, away from home, against the rivals, do not lose. Uh, it's me and Mac today, so if you don't follow Mac already, at Mac1882THFC, at L Talk Tottenham is the Tottenham podcast. So we're talking a game, uh, a couple of the players, Ndombele, Sissoko, Vodon, obviously his first game, Aurier. Uh, much, much more, and looking ahead to the North London derby. Also, a little bit on Maradona, who sadly passed uh, this last week, and Jimenez, who suffered a horrendous injury. Uh, so that, and much, much more. Uh, Mark isn't here. If you want to follow him, it's at 1981 Spur. So let's talk Tottenham. Hi there, Mac. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you? How you doing? You all well? Yeah, I'm good. Back at the top of the league, so I'm uh, sitting pretty, as they say. <laughs> uh, how are you? You enjoy the game? Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, I'm good, mate. You know, between uh, between work and and the kids, yeah, I'm I'm humbly happy. You know, Spurs are keeping me buoyant. You know, especially with everything that's going on. And yeah, I think uh, after Sunday, that was that was a good result and another reason to be positive. Yeah, I think definitely just don't lose away from home against teams who are kind of vying for your position. And we, we definitely did that in a place where generally we lose. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, yeah I know it's been banded around uh, a lot, but it was a, another Jose masterclass. Mm. You know, I, I'll be, I, watched, uh, I was watching it on, on Sky and um, the guy who was in the, in the studio with Jimmy Floyd Asselbank went, you can't win titles like that, and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is. Oh no, he said, "Can you win titles like that?" And Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank went, "Yeah." I, so, I, I like Hasselbank. He talks a lot of sense on there, doesn't he? And he's not afraid to argue with people if he doesn't agree with them. I yeah, like he's, uh, I'll be honest. I was, and he's right. You can win titles like that. The thing is, is we need to make sure that one point, three points is great. One point is good. No points is not. Yeah. You know, so to keep ourselves in the mix, we, we need every point and every point's vital. And yeah. if Jose, if that means that we, you know, we have a defensive game and we, you know, we spend more time battling in, in our own half, then, then so be it. Yeah, I, I think something else that I, I thought about is that being that what Kane and Son have done earlier in the season, I think teams are, are terrified now of opening up too much. Now that we're keeping clean sheets as well. I think they're terrified of opening up too much against us because if we get them on the counter attack with them two, they're, they're going to concede goals and lose games. Well, so that's, I think that's exactly what that's exactly what Lampard said, didn't he, about having a handbrake partly on? Yeah, because so, he, he was saying about how Kane and Son can hurt, you know, hurt mm. the opposition, and yeah, he, he managed to get the balance. He was happy with the balance from his team, mm. you know. And but, I know yeah. fans that, that but, weren't happy with with how defensive we were, but. Uh, but I think though, years gone by, years gone by, Chelsea would have, uh, you know, they'd have been well aware of the fact that we never win there and, and all of that. So they'd have been out like a train at us. But I think because of what Kane and Son have done, I don't think teams are going to attack us. But there'll be some teams like Liverpool and Leicester don't know anything other than to attack. But like, you know, normally if you were Chelsea, you'd be going, go and attack them. Their minds will be on, oh, we never win there if we go 1-0 up. But I think the fact that Son and Kane have been doing what they've been doing and now we're keeping clean sheets and keeping it tight at the other end and like you alluded to last week, we look like a proper team again. 
Yeah. I, 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 I'm not they, sure they these teams will want to attack us as much. Yeah, but after, after what I said last week as well, you know, you could see it again. Sun was back defending. You know, yeah. they, they, they were all back defending, doing their part. They've, they, they've really made, um, made some fast improvement defensively and yeah. it is brilliant. Yeah, I thought, absolutely brilliant. I thought, I thought he should have done better with a shot, but I thought Birdbine was brilliant in the last two games in terms of his work rate. And I've said it on here before. I think out of our wide players, he's, he's by far and away the best at tracking back and helping the fullback out. But I thought his work rate was superb. Son in the last two games, like you say, do you think that's why Bale's not starting because he's not maybe got the fitness to be able to run up and down? 90 minutes, um, and that's what he needs um, against them and against weaker teams where he won't have to defend as much. Maybe we'll then see him. Well, this, I think this is it, isn't it? He's still getting that, that fitness level up, isn't it, for, for Bale. He's, he's still not going to be 100% match fit where he's going to be able to do all the tracking back. He just, you know, but also as well, I think, I think for Bale's confidence, he needs to be up and around the box. He needs to be creating. He needs to be taking free kicks, he needs to be, you know, getting a couple of shots away on goal, just to, you know, just to give himself that confidence that he's, he's still able to do it, and he's still got it. Yeah. Yeah, do you, do you think he'll start in the North London derby? I'm not sure he'll start, I definitely think he'll come on at some point. I'm not sure um, he'll start, but... And, and the, the, yeah, I think, yeah, I think to be fair, I think, uh, I don't think we're going to see a team too much different to what started at Chelsea, if I'm perfectly mm. honest. Yeah. Um, the only the only possible change I could pot- is potentially see is a Celso maybe coming in for Sissoko potentially mm. um, you know to try and give a little bit more creativity to, to hit Arsenal on the break yeah we'll talk about Sissoko a bit later on because he's been superb in the last two games and but yeah, these fans saying, oh, Arsenal, after they lost to Wolves and, and they're 14th or something like that, so this will be a walk in the park. It's just, you know, you can't be oh, thinking like... The yeah, you, you can't be thinking of like in any game. A North London derby, I've said a few times in the past, the form kind of goes out the window. It's who wants it more. And I think we've got a massive, massive advantage being that it's the... Well, certainly our first game with fans in the stadium. And what I understand, they're in the south stand, which we normally kick to in the second half. Uh, but there'll be no away fans, obviously. So I think we've got a massive advantage there. But it's still, it's not a foregone conclusion by any stretch of the imagination. No game is, really. Even even the game against uh, Marine in the FA Cup isn't a foregone conclusion. You've still got to be professional. And Arsenal oh, is still dangerous. No, definitely. We still need to, you still need to be very much... Um... Still need to be very much professional with that one. Yeah. Uh, go away from the games for a moment. So talk about one player who played for us in one testimonial game, uh, Maradona. Ozzy uh, Ardila's testimonial. He obviously passed away this week after he had some troubles, which are well documented, everyone knows about. And then the 86 uh, cheat goal, everyone knows about. But what a player. Look. I'm not sure you'll ever decide who's the greatest player of all time, but Maradona is certainly, I would say, in the top five. Just um, honestly, I, 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 I've only ever seen highlights of Maradona, yeah, same so I, I don't think I'm in a position to comment apart from, and you know, you say there about his hand of God goal. Hmm. But I tell you what, I remember his, um, I remember his second seeing a video and. 
I remember the second goal more than I do the hand of God goal. Yeah. Um, do you know what? It's, you know, I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, can't forgive the guy for, for this, mm. this, and this because of the hand of God goal. I don't really care because if yeah. you look at everything else that, that he took as a player, mm. you know, the beatings, the, the tackles, and, and everything else, then do you know what? It can't, yeah, it, whatever. Um, but the guy was a fantastic player. Um, for me, I just, I never got to see him play, so I can't even sit there and say for me he's the greatest of all time. I can only say that for my generation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, my, yeah. For me, you know, in my lifetime, I will sit there in, you know, my 60s, 70s and say, greatest player of all time was this. But for people who are 20, 30 years older than us or 40 years older than us, they will, they could well easily say he's the greatest player of all time. And do you know what? For them, he will be because he was their generation. Yeah, I think what what he did for Napoli in I think it was eighty two, wasn't it? I haven't seen uh, a documentary yeah, yet. I've, I've been told about the documentary, so I'll watch that at some point. But literally from overnight, turned them from mid table to title winners. Uh, yeah, I, it's a, it's a shame, but obviously it was coming because he had his uh, well documented issues and everything like that. But you know. Maradona, no, the, the player, wasn't anything about all of those issues. Just all the clips I've seen, the fact that he got kicked up in the air, whereas now that's a, a red card straight off. He gets kicked up in the air and then still carries on. And then the, the, Gary Lineker said in the 86 game that the pitch was awful. So it's not anywhere near the kind of lawns that you get at the moment. And then to score that second goal, he pretty much took on the entire team. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He was, he was, do you know what? He was an amazing footballer and, you know, he was, you know, I think in the 86 World Cup, I was two, you know, yeah. or two years old. <laughs> so, for, for me, uh, no, 86, no, I was four years old, sorry. I was, I was, um, I'm, I'm older than, yeah, I was four, I'm 38, bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he, you know, and I, I don't remember that World Cup. For me, yeah. you know, the World Cup, Football really started taking off for me in nineteen ninety. Mm. So yeah, it's he's, he was he was an amazing footballer from the clips I've seen. It's it's sad when anybody goes too soon, um, but also the realist in me because I'm not part of his generation of football can also sit there and say, well, mate, you didn't do yourself any favours after you after you yeah. finished your playing career, um, you know. You're an amazing footballer, and you know, rest in peace, mate. That, that's yeah. Yeah, that, you know, I can't, I'm not gonna. It'll be wrong to sit here and do any kind of testimonial towards mm. him when you know there's there's not a there's, there's there's no way of being able to to do it with not yeah. knowing any of how he played and what he did. Yeah. What I will say is that he would have inspired a huge amount of a. Uh, footballers now so he could very well have inspired Lionel Messi but he'd have inspired a, a ton of footballers so yeah it's just a shame oh, but, yeah. but someone of that, of that level as well I think it's good to mention him um, and he did have an affinity with Tottenham because of Aussie RD Liz. Well yeah he you know, been a fellow Argentines and yeah when he played in the in a testimonial game it was you know he's the, it's the only English football team he ever played for yeah. You know, whether it be a testimonial or, or otherwise. So, you know, it is, it is great in, in the Tottenham aspect, but, um, but, but yeah, it's, 
it was long, long, long before my time. Yeah, same here. So, but rest in peace, like you said. So, uh, let's go back to the game. Uh, Road on. Uh, obviously, you said last week, uh, do it, do what you did with Tanganga, throw him into the furnace. Uh, he got caught for the goal that was disallowed, and he. he didn't look to see where Javu was uh, for the header at the end that Lloris saved. But other than that, I thought, being at the occasion, still young, never played in the Premier League, I thought it was a really good debut. And he's kept a clean sheet as well. That the amount of interceptions and clearances that he made, and, and I think real promising um, for me. I'll be honest, mate. I I think he uh, he had a fantastic uh, he had a fantastic debut. Um, you know, yeah, there was a couple of little areas in there that, that could have cost us, hmm. but luckily it didn't. Um, you know, I think there's a, a hell of a lot of positives, a hell of a lot. And the guy looks like he's going to be a, a solid, solid defender for Tottenham. And yeah, yeah I think uh, de- definitely well worth the money. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of players, that, that first mistake, the one where he got caught and the goal disallowed, I mean, you could argue that the goal didn't stand, so it was fine. But even so, a lot of players would have uh, let that affect them. And then they'd have made another mistake straight away. He seemed to push that out of his mind fairly quickly, which is good. But uh, he's definitely one for the future. If I was him, I'd be following when he's fit out of field everywhere, learning anything you can from him. Oh, yeah, definitely. He was, um, sorry, I, I think, again, it was, it was solid. It was it was it was a great performance by the lad. He did really well, and I don't think you can fault him. Yeah. Um, you know, young lad under pressure, first games and all that. Yeah, really, really good. Really good. He's. I, I think he's. I, I, def, I don't. I don't even think he's one for the future. I think he's. Uh, I think he's, he's. He's got it there to to be able to do the job yeah. for us now um, when when called upon. Yeah, we, he's definitely. I mean, it's not good for Sanchez. But then, if, if Rodon keeps playing that like that, Alderweireld's going to have a bit of a. Well, Jose's got a decision to make, hasn't he? Uh, well, on who starts there, which is, which is always a good problem for a manager to have, isn't? Well, this is it. But without kind of going back to too much to last week or being repetitive, this is where you now have to sit and look. I don't get me wrong. I still think we need a defender in January. Hmm. But is is will it be? I, I think the guy can do a job now. You've said that he's one for the future. So I'll be honest. I think the screener or we'll get a defender in January that will be more of a more of Jose's caliber to be able to to, to go in and, and less mistake prone, hopefully. And yeah, Roden and um, yeah, Roden will be, the, be a good backup, and uh, Sanchez will probably just have to fuck off. I think I saw, I could have read it wrong, that there's talk of us screening our Sanchez swap and then us giving a bit of money as well. But I, I could have read that wrong and it could be just one of these rumour things that just circulates. But, but yeah, I, 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 like San, I like Sanchez, but I think, yeah, I, I, I can't see him getting into the team anytime soon. He played against Ludogrets, didn't he? But they didn't have a shot on goal, so I can't imagine it was that much of a strenuous game. I I think Sanchez will come good. I do. As much as I say I'll get shot of him, the only reason I say get shot of him is because, for me, he's the only one who is an obvious time to go. Mm. You know, Alderweireld still got it in him and him and Dyer are doing really well as a partnership. But it all depends as well what Joe 
Jose sees in him and whether he thinks he's going to be good enough to to come in and, and have a you know a solid start in birth. Because let's be honest, Toby's probably last season maybe he's got one more in him, um, you know, and and before he's he's ready for the knackers yard. Yeah, it'll be interesting what happens with Sanchez when Tanganga comes back. Uh, he's, he's in the squad and in the team again. Uh, the well, problem, well, I'm no, not sure where he sees him playing, though. Tandanga's got versatility. Hmm. Uh, Tandanga's still young enough to learn a new position. You know, um, who, who knows? Um, you know, like I say, you know, you said, like I say, we go back to your comment about Rodden being, uh, Rodden being one for the future. You know, that he could be looking at him and Tandanga as being the, the future partnership of Spurs, mm-hmm. for all we know. Uh, you, you just, this is the thing, you just don't know, you know, because if we did, and I've said it before on previous podcasts, we'd be the ones in the hot seat and in the stupid money <laughs> because we know, you know, we would, we would know what we were doing. Yeah. What, what I am surprised at Chelsea about is like we've said that they, you know, and you said that Lampard had the handbrake on a little bit and... What I'm surprised about is they didn't try and target Rodon a little bit more, like get get Abraham running at him or something like that, which you can say that that's possibly because they didn't get a chance because of the way Jose set up with like six at the back at certain points with Hoiberg and Sissoko there. But I'm, I'm surprised they didn't try and target him a little bit more, just like first game, young player, let's see what you got, let's put you under a bit more pressure. I, I'm going to completely disagree with you. I, I think they did. Mm. Uh, in the first half especially um, I think they did you know Tammy Abraham had a couple of chances against uh, Roden which if he was a better striker he probably would have finished were they from the crosses for, they were second yeah. half where... yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you the game is a bit blurry because <laughs> it was also a bit boring yeah. but, but you know um, Tammy went out with mm. him a couple of times but you know he held his own and he put Tammy under enough pressure to, to not get yeah. the um, get clear cuts. You know, he took a, an arm in the mouth from from Havertz. Yeah. Um, and, and the boy just kept going. Mm. So yeah, I, I I but also as well with the way that Tottenham are now starting to defend, and this is something that I said to you in the last podcast, which is the way Spurs defended against Manchester was fantastic, and maybe just maybe. We're now starting to see that extra bit of grit that Tottenham mm, needs. Yeah. And I said it would be interesting if we see it against Chelsea. If we see it against Chelsea, then I reckon that potentially defensively we're starting to turn a corner. Mm. And we saw it against Chelsea. Yeah. I so I yeah, it's 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 definitely now going to be very very interesting over the course of of, of this Christmas period. Because obviously we've got we've got to face Liverpool. Mm. My, my, uh, my only concern yeah. about Liverpool at this moment in time is, apart from Vagulion, we don't particularly have quick defenders. But then, are Liverpool going to have the same, uh, or Klopp have the same kind of furious Lampard? Don't go too gung ho because they'll pick you off, and then uh, we don't have to deal with that. Or are Liverpool one of the teams that they don't really know anything else, and it's just attack, attack, regardless. Uh, and they'll uh, have fa- they'll have fans the there as well, thing, won't they? Because Liverpool are in the city. Then the biggest thing we've got to watch for Liverpool is whether or not they decide to play a high line or not. 
because they play a high line a hell of a lot. Yeah. And this is where where Kane, with his ability to pick out a pass, with um, with Dyer, with uh, with Undumbele, you know, if they can, even Aurier to a degree, if we can pick out those passes and and they play that high line, then Sun can have a field day. Mm. Um, but at the same time, as long as if Salah's playing and Mane's playing. You know, Robertson will still be playing. There's, there's still scope for them to have, you know, a, a very powerful attack. Yeah. Um, Mane's the one who always um, scares me just because he, he's so quick. And then he's got a finishing <laughs> touch at the end. Salah, we all know, give him a chance, he'll score. So, yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to say give him a chance and he'll dive. <laughs> but, um, I'll be, I'll be, mate, for, for me, I think, I think Liverpool's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be um, quite uh, an evenly balanced... No. It's either going to be a really, really tight game Mm. or they're going to play this high line and Spurs are going to do some what we did to them at Wembley Mm. when we we scored against them early, you know. Um, So, I I just think it's going to be interesting, the the Liverpool game, but I also think it's going to be interesting against Leicester. Mm. With the way that Leicester played two attacking teams. Arsenal... Arsenal will I sit back when they Arsenal will sit I'm back and try and play us on the counter. I think Arsenal are going to try and try and play our football, which is sit back, defend, and then try and counter attack. Mm. Um, because I think they'll be, I think Arteta more so is going to be scared to death to lose the North London derby. Mm. More than it, you know, a draw is is deemed acceptable. Mm. You know, you save face a little bit. But I do think Arteta is scared to death that if they lose a London derby, he's going to be in the job centre on Monday. Yeah, well, yeah, they're like 14th, the fans aren't happy, and then if they go and lose to Tottenham and lose badly as well, then, yeah, he's just going to be... The Messiah all of a sudden becomes a fraud and a charlatan. Yeah. But like, you know, and then they, you know, and all this, uh, you know, Arteta masterclass for doing the same stuff that Jose was doing. You know, that goes completely out of the window, doesn't it? Yeah, but then, yeah, but it'll be interesting how the, the fans play a part in that, I think. It'll, 2,000 fans, obviously, it won't be hugely loud, but, the, you know, it's going to be a lot, lot louder than it's been in the last however many months it's been, but... um. But no, mate. Apparently, you're not allowed to clap, sing, fucking cheer. So, yeah. which I think is a crock of shit. Well, well, I, I, I got offered the, I got offered the tickets, but I turned them down because you have to, it doesn't come out of your season ticket. You have to pay for the ticket. I then have to pay twenty six pounds to go to, uh, the state to, to go to London. You're not allowed to sing. I'm not allowed my beer, food, or anything. Hold on, and hold it's on, on the telly. Hold on. Excuse me. Listen, fucko. Are you telling me you was offered a ticket for the North London Derby? You didn't think to say, "Yeah, I'll take it." See if Mac wants to go. No, sorry. Well, you wouldn't be you able. Absolutely. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to, would you? Because it's a season ticket, so it has to be me. No, I can wait. Listen, I would have. I would have put on a pair of glasses and got a really bad hairline. To, 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 to you. You, yeah. have, you are. No, you know what? Fuck you. That's it. We're done. Stop recording. I'm not your friend anymore. You absolute bastard. Uh, yeah. Well, to be honest, if you'd have got a really bad hairline, then you wouldn't have got in because jokes on you. I don't have one. Uh, what well, hairline? Yeah, I'm, I'm bored. As, I'm like Duncan Goodhue. So you know. Oh, mate, I was trying to be polite. You know. <laughs> it's bad enough. It's bad enough. You're an ugly bastard. Let alone with a 
Yeah. Podcast has got personal. Podcast has got personal. Let's move on. That's it, but yeah. Fuck you, that's it. We're done, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for listening while it lasted. Bye. <laughs> I might get a word in now. <laughs> you cheeky. <laughs> 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 well, you probably will, because Mark is here, so you know, he's become the Delhi Ali. He's become the Delhi Ali of Let's Talk Tottenham. So I think we need a show. We might give him a run out after the Arsenal game, but he, he, just, he just doesn't seem as committed as he used to be. Well, yeah, he, he's got work commitments. But speaking of Deli Ali, he played pretty well. At, uh, uh, I know it was only Ludogorets, but obviously Vinicius is off the mark now, so that's massive for him. Uh, Ali, his second goal, Ali, you know, really struggling to make a mark. He could be forgiven to try and like shoot there from a tight angle, but seeing uh, Vinicius in basically a sitter territory and then giving him the sitter uh, I mean it's things like that the simple things which if he can do that then then he's a good player it's when he can't do the simple things like pass five metres and he's trying little fancy flicks but if, if he can get oh, I, do, I, do you know what I think he just needs to he just needs his confidence back I think it's like this game we've got against Marie FC in, yeah. in the cup you know, you know they're, they're plumbers, dishwashers, and to be fair, it's Merseyside, so probably dollies. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help myself. But anyway, I think, I think that's, you know, I think that'd be a great game for him. Mm. Um, you know, it'll just, you know, he, he just needs to, to play some football. He needs to, he needs to get a bit of fire back in his belly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He, yeah. he needs, you know, and I think. I think he needs one of these plumbers to fucking crunch him. You know, <laughs> and he needs to, but, but instead of getting up and hitting him or reacting, get up there and, and turn it on and show them why you are still one of the best, you know, why you're still one of the young best English talents around. Mm. You know, I'll be honest with you, I haven't been, I haven't been overly uh, praising of, of Ali yeah. because he doesn't appear to have the right attitude at the moment. I, I've said about him concentrating too much on his endorsement. Yeah. But, you know, but also at the same time, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm. We don't know what's changed, what's happened. But the one thing I don't want is for, for Ali just to fall away by the wayside. Yeah. I, I I want him to, to regain that form. I want him to come back into... Oh, shit, nearly. Sorry. <laughs> Listeners, I'm actually on the road at the moment doing COVID test kit collections and a owl has literally just flown out in front of my van and I thought Ooh. he was going to hit my windscreen. So, sorry for that. But, yeah, anyway, um, so, yeah, so for Ali, I, I, I want him to come back. I want him to, I, I do want it. But, like every, like every Spurs fan, we want to see that he wants it. Yeah. And until he starts showing that to us, because I, I, you know what, I'd, I'd rather him play three games on the bounce, get taken off after 60 minutes, and be three shit games for him, but he shows he's still got the want and desire. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think it was both against Ludogorets. He like was getting involved, making tackles, and then his final ball passes were, were good and, and positive, which we haven't seen that for a long time. He needs to take a leaf out of Andon Bele's book, who... Got criticised by Mourinho, got basically given the challenge, and he's risen to that challenge because that first half in particular, I thought he was superb and Dumbele. Like 
the guy just doesn't give the ball away. There was one pirouette. He had three Chelsea players round him, and he's pirouetted and then left them for dead and then sprayed it out wide to Magulian or Bergvine, and then we, we, we're set up on the attack. But I think that the combination of him, Sissoko, and Hoiberg, Hoiberg, Sissoko, staying deep, making the defence up as well, and then him... Not a free role in the midfield, but he's allowed to go forward a bit more. He I think it works role. really, really well. Yeah, he's got a freer role yeah. with Sizoko and, and Hoiberg um, around yeah. him, which, which yeah. is great. And it's not just the counter-attack when we're defending it, someone heads it out and then we boot it long. It's the fact that the transition play, that if you can get it to him in the middle of the pitch, he has got the ability to, A, hold people off, and B turn people, turn three people at the same time and then spray it forward. So I think that's a massive, massive thing as well, that he's fit, looking like he wants to play now. He's looking a little bit like Dembele, with Dembele keeping the ball, didn't lose the ball, span round people. Uh, but it's got a bit more attacking intent in him. If we can get him playing for 90 minutes, then we... Yeah, he seems to go off after 65, but then he probably does cover a lot of ground. He's still... I tell you what, though, I saw something very interesting today that might explain that. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. And anybody listening to this may well have seen it as well. But basically, the way they describe, the way Undumbele was described is how he does what he does. His technique is that of, of an ice hockey player. Right. Somebody's written about him having the same technique, the way he keeps his body at such a low angle. Yeah, he's got a low centre of gravity, isn't he? No, no, no. The way he pushes off, the way he right. he's able to to alter his his body weight to be able to get the tight moves that he does. But the problem with doing that is that after sixty minutes, if you do that for sixty minutes, according to this this thing that was written. It's like total fucking, you know, killer on, on your, your body. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, I didn't see that, but yeah. It no, does make and, sense. And, and, that's part, and that's possibly one of the reasons why he's, he's only lasting 60-odd minutes hmm. um, because of the, the time that it's, the, the toll that this is taking on his body because, I'll be honest, when I when I read it, it made, it made hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. I think for those 60 minutes, 65 minutes, he was I'm not sure he was the best player on the pitch. I'm not sure it was a game that you could really call a best player on the pitch. But he was certainly fantastic for us and was setting things up. And we looked a lot, lot more dangerous in that first half. I'll, I'll be honest. I think we... I, I don't know. Do you know what? I sit there and I kind of... I think, you know, watching the game, thinking back on the game, you're right. I don't think we had anybody who would stand out. But I think we showed a, a very good, solid performance. Yeah, mature as well, it's I think. It was, it was, yeah, it was mature, it was defensive, it was solid. And I think it was just what we needed. Mm. Um, and I think, to be fair, Chelsea was the perfect opponent to be able to prove that we were able to, um, to that we were able to play that kind of game. Yeah. You know, especially with the players they've got. You know, Werner went, Timo Werner went off. Yeah. You know, he got subbed off because of how ineffective we made him look, yeah. you know, as, as a squad. So, you know, I, th I think there is, is great credit to Tottenham as, mm. as a team for, for what they achieved in that game and how they managed to, you know, keep, um, keep, keep Chelsea at bay. Mm. 
Yeah, it did. I mean, yeah, one of the reasons he got frustrated was because Sissoko just literally never left him alone, and that's obviously Sissoko doing that and communication between him and Aurier and Jose's tactics. But it goes back to Aurier as well, looks so a, a much different player and like just looks dependable now. But I, I, I've been saying it for months that I think part of the reason he was making mistakes was because he was being targeted, but he didn't have the person in front of him tracking back and helping him. So he was always two against one and one against one. Whereas now he's got Sissoko there against uh, City and Chelsea. He knows he's got the support there. So he knows he doesn't have to decide. And Genius said it on Match of the Day too. He knows he doesn't have to decide, do I go to that guy or do I go to this guy? He just knows I'll go to this guy because Sissoko's got that guy. It's all I think. I think what the big, one of the biggest things that Jose's helped with with Tottenham so far is is those working relationships between people. Yeah. The ones you you know you need to be able to rely on people, and I mm. think him and Sissoko are very good in that respect. I think that makes a world of difference. You mm. know, knowing that you've got a brother in arms, yeah. and that's what it is. You know, and it kind of goes back a little bit to what, how Pochettino turned Tottenham into a family. You know, this is this is a family now that's prepared to fight for and with each other. You know, you need, and it, you know, and it goes back to, to again with with Jose bringing a bit of grit into the squad. It's you know, you need to be able to rely on people. You need to know that they're going to defend you as ferociously as, as you will them and work for each other as you know as you as you would for them. So, yeah. I, and I, I like it. I like what I'm seeing at Tottenham. Yeah. You know. Okay, we'll take a break there. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more about the game, uh, the North London derby that's coming up. Uh, best wishes to him and ears of Wolves and more. So, back in a bit. And we're back. I know there are still people out there that are anti Jose. I know there are people out there that are like, oh my God, this football we're playing so shit. Oh, oh God, it's shit. Why aren't we attacking? We've got Sam and Kane. We've got Bale on the bench. We should be attacking and beating every team 7 0. Now, shut up, you stupid bunch of cunts. Um, I don't mean that to sound harsh to the fan base. But it's, it's really doesn't make that true. It's true. Right? You, you look at, at Jose when he, he took over at Chelsea. Right? He played some amazing football. He smashed some teams all over the park. But there were other games where he knew he had to defend. He knew he had to either steal all three points or guarantee a point. And those were the And it won him a title. Yeah. It won them silverware, it won those things. But that, that, that's how you win titles though, isn't it? Against, against your rivals away from home, you don't lose. You, you don't give a, a six-point swing. But this, Ever. Is, and this is it. And, this is, and I think, and I, I, I've said this lots in, in general conversation. You know, you look at people of our age and older, you know, or sort of around our age, we always remember Tottenham as being a cup team yeah. And, and a mid, uh, but you know, a cup team. But as regards the league, we were mid-table dross. Yeah. Like we were three-point late. Mm. You know, Man United. Their team talk was it's only Tottenham, right? And then you've got these these younger keyboard warrior type fans <laughs> who are like, I'm on fucking on. That was shit. 
Underbelly should have this. Dyer should have done that. The Delta, you should have fucking scored. Right? And then you got the older lot going, oh, you know, you, you need to all pipe down, boys. Mm. But the problem you've got is, is this, this younger lot, who have become Tottenham fans over recent years, mm. only remember the good football yeah. that Pochettino brought. They only remember, you know, the, the good football we had under under Redknapp. You know, so let's say even go far back as Redknapp. Mm. From Redknapp to now, you know, decent football, in and around it, you know, on a cup run, in and about it for, for Europe. And, but they don't remember the 90s. No. That, that's exactly the same as Man United. I've got a friend who's a United fan, and I mean, even even more so for them. That you know, if anyone supports Man United and is younger than twenty five, they only know Ferguson and winning. So all of this stuff now is just not Man United. It's terrible, but like things change. And, and going back to all the Pochettino and lovely football, that's why Sissoko gets such a bad press because he's not the like hoddle midfielder, and, and you know. And Ericsson midfielder and Elliot is prime. He, he's the one who does all the hard graphs. And, and you, you, you talked about there, uh, you can rely on people. I think Sissoko, you can rely on him to a team, Hoiberg as well. But I think with Sissoko, you tell him to do something and it's done. You only have to tell him once. And you know he's dependable. He's got a, an unbelievable engine. I mean, 90 minutes doing what he does every game is, is pretty incredible. And but, but, but the fact he doesn't score goals from 50 yards or, you know, put through balls like Kevin De Bruyne or Kane mean that some fans just give him a lot of target of abuse. But he, he, you, you, but need the, the, you need the hard grafters in that team. I was going to say, you need those players who are going to do things yeah. ugly. Yeah. You, can't win a, you can't win leagues or games with 11 messies on the pitch. You have to have the hard graft players. Yeah, exactly, mate. If you yeah. if you could win a if you could win a league with everybody pirouetting and yeah. you know somersaulting through past players with the ball, then you'd have a team. You know, you'd have you'd have eleven Ronaldos, eleven Messis yeah. in a team, right? Yeah. But it's not realistic. It's not. Um, yeah. You know, you need those ugly players. You need those those players who are just going to go bollock, smash, grab, done. Yeah. I think our midfield now, you can include Ndombele in that because of how he's turned the corner, but you've got three midfielders there, Ndombele, Sissoko, Hoiberg. You can, you can uh, rely on all three of those, which last I'm year, last year, lie. last year, I'm I think... I'm not going to lie, mate. Those, those three in the middle, I wouldn't want to meet those down a dark alley. <laughs> no. But like, they, they're those three, they scared the shit out of me. Hmm. But, like, but last year, I thought we were such a light touch, certainly in midfield. Whereas now it's a complete difference, and, and like you say, like yeah, I think it's a complete turnaround, and they all deserve credit for that, and uh, uh, Jose as well. And in terms of um, Hoiberg, Levy deserves some credit as well. Like, did you did you see the clip of when uh, Hoiberg was shielding it back for Loris, and he's like pumping his fist when Loris picks it up? Yeah, you got like well, that, mate, that, that passion and that that him. desire to. He does that. He does that once again. Yeah. He pumped his fist when when um, De Bruyne fucked his shot, yeah. <laughs> you know, or he fucked his cross. You know, the arm went up in celebration, and and I I, I love that. Yeah. I love that about it. It's, it's infectious to the it. it's infectious as well, isn't it, to the rest of the team? Yeah, um, the way he talks as well. Hmm. You know, he did an interview for NBC. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 
Yeah, the way he talks is, is superb. The, the, it, but, it all, but he also has emphasised what we suspected, you know, and, and what, you know, we've sort of had with Jose as well, which is, it's a, you know, the way they talk, it's all one game at a time. One yeah. game at a time. We're just, we're just looking at the next game. We're going to compete in the next game. You know, do you think you're competing for the title? We're competing for the next game, love. Fuck off. <laughs> next game, next game, next game. Don't talk to me about the title, darling. We're just, we're just competing for the next game. And you just think, you know what, it's fucking great. Yeah. It, it, it's you know, proper, yeah. proper focused mentality. Did, did you see Jose after the game as well? He was on BBC, I think, on Match of the Day, saying the thing that pleased him the most is that he's got a dressing room of unhappy players. We that just, was on Sky. Oh, was it? I, yeah, I saw that, was his, that, was his, that was his interview with Sky. He's like, you know, yeah, the thing I'm happy about most is my players aren't happy. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, mean, I get that. Yeah. To me, to me, that, that speaks volumes. We've just drawn away against a tough team that we usually lose against, and they're unhappy. That, that to me, says that he, his win-at-all-cost mentality has transferred to the players now. Uh, you, you can say, you, you, he, he may have been lying, they may have been quite happy that they drew, but I don't get the feeling that that's the case. I get the feeling that what he said there is true. And I think the winning mentality that Jose has has transferred now. I, 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 I agree. I, I do. I, I agree. It's, um, it, it's, it's, so I've, said, I've said it, I'll say it again. Something special is mm. happening at Tottenham. Mm. Um, but, I don't know whether that just be the fact we're going to win something or we're going to win the league. Yeah. Something special is happening at Spurs, yeah. and we 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 need to we just need to sit. We need to enjoy the ride because you know Liverpool have won. In, in my, so like, I've got a really good friend who's a, a Liverpool supporter. Yeah. In his lifetime, they've won two Champions Leagues and a Premier League title. Now. You know, as a Liverpool fan, I'm sure he's very, very happy at that. Mm. But I tell you what, if all we did was win one Premier League and one UEFA Cup in my lifetime, yeah. right, I'm 38 now, you know, and let's say I last till I'm 70, you know, and unless the wife kills me sooner. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, 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 will, I will be a happy supporter. Mm. I will die a happy supporter. Mm. Because for me... You know, yeah, don't get me wrong, dominance is great. Winning trophy after trophy is great. But I've seen us win a Carabao Cup. I've seen us win an FA Cup. You know, I've I've seen these things. I haven't seen us win a European trophy. Yeah. And I haven't seen us win a Premier League. Nah. So, and I want to see that, mm. you know, in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Another reason I think for this change in defence and us looking so solid, I think, is the goalkeeper. And you've said before on here that Hart coming in has given him, you know, competition. But like, like Mark said when he's been on, he stopped pissing around with it, kicking it in the back. He sometimes does that, but not all the time. It's usually hit long. But he stopped punching the ball for crosses. I've noticed. The, the amount of times now crosses come in and he, he just clutches it out of the air and holds it to his chest. I've not seen him do that that often. And, and that, that save at the end from Mount as well, with, for a keeper that had very, very little to do during the game apart from crosses and routine stuff like that, and, and unsighted as well, uh, 
I've said before, like when he was making mistakes, I think concentration is one of his big enemies. But that was tremendous concentration there to keep yourself focused for the game. And he's become the dependable goalkeeper that he was, I don't know, five years ago again. I, I completely agree. I don't think there's anything else I can I can really say that I haven't already said about Larice on previous podcasts. He's now got competition. We're now starting to see, you know, that that goalkeeper who first joined Spurs who had Friedel chasing him. So, yeah, I, yeah. Without, I, I just don't want to labour the point if I'm if I'm honest. Um, I would imagine yeah. as well that certainly someone like Rodon would have appreciated him because I reckon what what you don't see from Loris is him organising that defence, which. I, I'd imagine he was doing before, but you could tell his confidence was low and maybe complacency low. Whereas now, I think he's the kind of commander leader in chief back there again. I, do you know what? May quite, may well, quite possibly. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> quite possibly, mate. You know, I'll be honest. I'm, as regards Hugo, apart from the fact that he's made some brilliant saves. And he looks like the Hugo of old again. I've, 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 yeah, I, I can't say anymore without being absolutely repetitive, you know. And and we're a Tottenham. Let's talk Tottenham podcast. We're not Dave, you know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're constant repeats. Yeah. Well, let's move on. And another couple of goalkeepers. Joe Hart. Uh, I don't know if any everyone saw who listens to this, but Ludovic. He played in goal. Came off after about eight minutes. Alfie Whiteman made his Tottenham debut. Normally you come off as a sub, you're not that happy about it. Or, but he was grinning, smiling, because he knew exactly what it meant to Alfie Whiteman. And then Alfie Whiteman had to make a catch. And as soon as he made the catch, Joe Hart's there clapping for him. Tremendous to see. And that's the leadership, the teamwork, and, and what we got. We, we didn't get Joe Hart to be number one. We got Joe Hart to push number one, like you've alluded to with Love East, which has happened. And to to help the youngsters, and I mean, lovely to see that. Like, I've got a friend; he, he hates Joe Hart. He, he thought he thinks he's arrogant, which he possibly was at City. But like things like that, are just tremendous. That is. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. I don't, I don't know what else to say. You pretty much covered it all. Um, you know, you turn it into the, the Chris podcast. Fine, do you know what? Fine, um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? No, you're right. You know, and then, but again, we're 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 delving into to, to the sides of, of, of repetitiveness. You know, uh, I, I, again, I said this about Joe Hart, which is, yeah, do you know what? He's he's you know he might not be a, a first choice goalkeeper anymore, but he's going to push for the jersey. He's got experience. He's won shit, and that is, you know, it's like Darren Bent. Right? He was on Talk Sport this morning. Yeah. Darren, I talk so much bullshit. Bent, yeah. I couldn't hit the side of a barn door, but Sandra would make the header. Bent, right? <laughs> saying about, um, and he basically was saying about he, he was being kind of detrimental about Gareth Bale. Basically, he said, "Yeah, I saw you know, that." Was going on about Son and Kane. Everyone's going on about Son and Kane, but what about when Bell gets back? It's like, well, it's only a season-long loan. Mm. You know, he needs to start, like, doing something because his time's running out. Mm. And I'm sat there going, what? And for me, it's, it, it, you know what? Jose has brought people in, okay, who can do something, or who can be centre stage. Hoiberg, for example, all right? 
been a brilliant signing. He's a fantastic player, and what he's doing for Spurs is amazing. But then you look at Gareth Bale. Now, let's say Gareth Bale plays an hour's worth of football every three games. Okay? It doesn't matter. Because he will still be bringing something to that team that Jose needs. And whether that be the winning mentality. Same with Joe Hart. He's not a number one, but he's one shit. Gareth Bale, he might not have the speed he once had, but he's one shit. He's already won us one game as well, isn't he? Brighton. Yeah, exactly. You know, so... He will still be play. He will play a bit part, but as regards to mentality and helping change the mentality of the team, right? That for me is worth every single penny yeah. that Tottenham has spent on Gareth Bale. Yeah. Every single penny they're paying in wages to Joe Hart. Yeah. And if we win a trophy at the end of it, they will still get just as much credit from their teammates as what we will give them. Yeah. The pundits maybe not so. So yeah. you know that that Darren Benson, twat. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure he believes what he says. Look, everything he says gets mentioned on Twitter and kind of goes viral. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's saying that just to be controversial and then get well, people listening and keep him in work, so, which is is fine. But you know. But, but, but Gareth Bale will make an yeah. Gareth Bale will make an impact this season. It. it won't be like it won't be like sport is meant to be controversial right so but also I I never knew he was a gooner until he came on to talk sport no if I'd have known that I'd have given him pelters at the lane mate (laughs) yeah but like you you can be an Arsenal fan and a good pundit like Ian Wright gives Tottenham credit if Tottenham deserve credit he'll obviously go on and he talks about the Arsenal games and how disappointed he is which is fine I don't mind that at all but like, so you could be an Arsenal fan and be uh, uh, down the middle. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He's, but the thing is, the difference between for me, the difference between Darren Bent and um, and Ian Wright is Darren Bent. As much as he is Arsenal through and through, he is a lover of the game. Hmm. Right? He appreciates the game. He appreciates the football that's played, regardless of what kit you're wearing. And as much as he all take the piss out of Tottenham on Match of the Day, yeah. with, you know, with it, little it, it, Colin, it, it, Ian Wright, you're talking about it. He will still admire some of the football that's been played, rather than make out that, you know, like Darren, whereas Darren Bent is very anti, anti-Spurs, pro-Arsenal, so it'll be... Yeah, well, you know, that day we jogged Man, Man United. Well, you know, United had a shit game. If United had done this, it would have been different. Shut up, cockwomble. Well, that's like Jamie Redknapp. He was on Sky Sports saying that we, we could win the league, but we won't we'd be exciting. It's, you know, we went and scored five at Southampton, six at United, three at home to West Ham. But the pundits don't really bother me. I think Jose will like all of these comments because it gives him fuel for motivation. But these players don't think you'll win this game. These players, these these pundits don't think you'll do this. Go prove them wrong. Go out and prove them wrong. Yeah, and, and, and you know, a lot of the time it does the team talk for him. I reckon. So I I, I think he'll be liking all of these pundits giving it, not giving us credit and stuff like that. And he said, didn't he? We don't get any respect. Which I think he probably said that. No, having a pop at the uh, 
pundits and some of them will be like, well, I'll just say what I want. I'm not backing down to Jose, and then it gives him even more feel. I, I'll be honest, I, I do, and I think, I think he loves it. I do, mm. I genuinely think he loves it. And I, I'll be honest with you, I love it as well. I love the fact that we're not seen as a threat. Um, because I think that works in our favour. You know, yeah. people are just going to go, oh, it's Tottenham, they'll bottle it, or it's Tottenham, it's, it's just Tottenham. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I'm thinking, go on, go on, cunts, keep thinking that, because um, <laughs> guess what? We're going to bite you in the arse. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, and whereas before I kind of thought, well, yeah, maybe they've kind of got half a point. Whereas now with Jose at the helm, I do, I think, yeah, go on, go on, you mug us off at your peril. Mm. Because, yeah, we'll, we'll either hold you to a draw, mate, or we're going to steal all three points, and then we're going to shag your sister. So, you know, it's, and, and that, that's the attitude. But that's the attitude I think we've got. Mm. You know, it's like, uh, you know, really big fuck you, and I'm going to shag your mum as well. Mm-hmm. Just, just to rub it in even more. And I do, and I love it. I absolutely love yeah. it. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. so... He's become the Jose who started in the Premiership, who was a breath of fresh air. When he went back to Chelsea and Man United, he got boring. He, he, he looks to be enjoying himself again, and he's turned into the Jose of old. Look, well, what, what? Yeah, again, I'm going I'm to repeat myself, but half of that squad, he, he wanted for himself. Mm. Right, at different clubs he was at. He wanted half of that. So he has got... Half a squad that he wanted anyway. He's got a youth, you know, a young enough team to be able to really do something with. You know, he's got the right. He's had him and Le- Levy have worked together, mm. so they both get what they want, right? Mm. It's for me. I, I just, yeah, I, I just, I just love it. And uh, again, I said it earlier. Something special is happening at Spurs. Yeah, he's got Ledley King and the coaching staff, which. We haven't even mentioned him, but that can only be a good thing for that defence to be coached by uh, him. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. It's, it's yeah. a great thing against uh, for Spurs. Yeah. And I, I think that I, I think that he has had a very big influence on on how how we are defending at the moment. And I, I think it's again, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah special, special, yeah. sort of special. Yeah. He commands respect as well, Lenny King, club legend. And and Henri said he was the best defender he ever played against because he was the only one who didn't need to foul him to get the ball. I mean, can't get much higher praise than that in the Premier League. But yeah, exactly. But I think with Mourinho, the two things that he's brought, which as much as I love Pochettino, we didn't have, are that winning mentality, which Pochettino will obviously want to win, obviously. But he hasn't won as a manager, so he maybe doesn't know yet how to do it. But as a manager, but the, the other thing is tactics, and and Mourinho compared to Pochettino in terms of tactics, I think he's on a level, a, a far higher level. Like you've got Man City there in Chelsea, which Abraham likes the through balls. Man City like the through balls with De Bruyne there, and they've been forced to play it out wide, where we've got Vodon, who's six foot plus. Or Alderweireld, who's good in the air, died generally. Lobby's coming for crosses now. But there was hardly any through balls at all. The only one that kind of went through ball was the disallowed goal, which was because of a slip, I think, Orvier. And, and then Mason yeah. Mount being allowed to dance through. But even then, that's a shot outside the area, which you'd be pleased if you restricted all, ch- all chances to outside the area. And then Man City... Yeah. I mean, they must have had a couple of chances. I can't really remember any. And 
the tactics there, and now you've got like Sissoko, Hoiberg, a back six occasionally. You've got the uh, combinations, like you said, with Aubier, Sissoko. So I think from a tactical point of view, Jose is far better than Pochettino, even though I do love Pochettino. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that, mate. I, I do agree. It's um, it, it's quite hard to say considering what Pochettino brought to Tottenham yeah. for us as fans, yeah. and he'll, he'll never be forgotten, and he'll yeah. he'll be he'll be remembered by by you know our generation, the generation below, and, and the one above. Yeah, well, you know, without Pochettino for that five six years, we wouldn't be anywhere near the position to be able to get someone like Mourinho of his credentials in. Five, six years ago, oh, we want Mourinho, he'd have laughed at us. Yeah, and I said it time and time, I said this again, and I know it's repetitive and fucking, but yeah, if it wasn't for Pochettino, we would not look such an inviting prospect for some a manager of his calibre. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've, 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 he, he put Spurs well and truly back on the map, footballing yeah. map, you know, with the, with the great football that we played, with, you know, the check getting to getting to a Champions League final. You know, no matter how boring that final was, yeah. you know uh, how much Liverpool parked the bus and, and all that bollocks. But yeah, you you can't um, you can't mm. argue that one at all. No, yeah, I still think he'll be back at some point. But uh, let, let's move forward. Our next game is the London derby. But just before we talk about that, they last played Wolves, which. I don't know if you saw the injury to Jimenez. Thankfully, he seems to be okay now. But the the the, the, no, yeah, the, the noise was. Oh, there's no blame attached to Louise at all. It was just a fifty-fifty header, which has just gone horribly wrong. But I mean, the, the concussion laws really. He he should have been taken off. I know the the law states he can play on, but really, I mean, the the noise that that made. But thankfully, Jimenez is okay, but he, he's got a fractured skull. Is that, is that the same thing that Ryan Mason had and was forced to retire? Hopefully not. And yeah, hopefully, Ryan, Jimenez doesn't um, have that either. Yeah, no, it, Ryan, Ryan Mason did. He, uh, he, he ended his career in the end, yeah. didn't he? But he's, Jimenez has uh, extracted his skull, he's had an operation, yeah. and he's he's now being observed. Yeah, that, that, thank goodness, because that, yeah, that was just... Ugh. Yeah, but yeah, that was horrible. Absolutely yeah, horrible. But, yeah, no, no blame attached to Louise, as I say. And then I'd have liked to have seen him go off just because he must have had some kind of concussion or, or, or something. Because well, the, the, he, he the didn't have stitches and the gash on his head. Yeah, I, I, why he didn't come off? For, yeah. But thankfully, both of them are okay. And then we play Arsenal on Sunday, so we've kind of talked about that. Uh, well, they've got no. They've got. They're going to be they're possibly going to be without sideshow Bob. Yeah, they haven't they're got Partey, have they? He's uh, yeah. He's they've announced. got no party. Um, well, they've got no games, let alone any party. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so they're going to have. Um, so yeah, it, it's just it'll be interesting to see what what they do and what yeah. what they try and do. I just like I said earlier on in in, in the show that. Uh, I think they're going to try and, and play quite a, a counter-attacking game, and they're going to try and try and hit us on the break. Yeah, when you've got Lacazette and Abamyam, you've you've got a chance of scoring goals. If you can get your tactics right and your passes right. Well, hold on, hold on, don't, 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 no. Yeah, they are good players. When you've got Lacazette and Abamyam, 
Aubameyang paid for a contract, he's got it and he stopped scoring. Give the chances, they will score. They're not Kane Sun level, but like they will score goals if you give them chances. Yeah, I think you give them too much credit, mate. I think, yeah. Don't get don't get me wrong. Me, me, me saying that now is going to come back and bite me in the arse. <laughs> I know it is. But, but that being said, you, you look at what they're not doing and what they haven't done. And they're not creating much. They've got Ozil would, on the bench. What, ex- what you would expect from Arsenal hasn't materialised. Now, whether that's just they don't, you know, our text is not getting it right, whether Arsenal just are actually starting to show their true shit colours, I, I don't know. But um, the fact that they haven't scored, um, you know, the, the Bobby Yang's, what, he's only got one, one goal this season. But they'll, they'll be thinking, like, you know, he's had a t- bad start to the season, they've had a bad start, what a time to turn it round. That's, that's I imagine, what Arteta's um, message will be. So, But uh, if we can get seven points out of... Uh, City, Chelsea, Arsenal. I mean, that's a tremendous turnaround. That is for three real tough matches. Mm, no, I, I completely agree. I think, and, and that's what we need, mate. We mm. we need to. We just need to get those points. We need to. Um, we 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 need to be proving ourselves against the bigger teams. And mm. you know, the the next big test. Don't get, we, you know, we we'll get get Sunday out of the way. Hopefully, we'll get the right result there. Leicester's going to be a tough game, but then the biggest game we, we've got is it's going to be the Liverpool game. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I'm looking forward to about the Liverpool game is they haven't lost at home for God knows how many times. So, Mourinho would love to knock them off that perch. Oh, and, and, yes. So, I can imagine that the players will be absolutely fired right up for that. Like... Yeah, because they're all saying it's one game at a time. We're not title contenders, which they possibly are saying. Maybe not behind closed doors, but anyway. But he'll be saying, "You want to be title contenders? You knock their record off." That's it. It is. And, yeah, got, yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is entirely right. And I think you know, those kind of games, he loves Mourinho. He, he he loves sticking it to people. I think and proving people wrong because because. Regardless if we're top of the league after beating Arsenal and Leicester, if we do that, pundits will still be saying Liverpool will win that game. The problem, so the so he would got, love that. Right, listen, this, do you know what the biggest problem we've got in the Liverpool game? Right, and the biggest problem we're going to have is people turning around and going, well, they didn't have Van Dijk. Well, <laughs> they didn't have Trent. Well, they didn't have Milner. And that's what will happen. Yeah. And, this, and it'll be the same thing like when we smashed United. All right? There'll be no credit to Spurs. It's just going to be, well, do you think if Van Dijk, Trent and, and Milner played, you would have won that game? Do you know what? We don't know. But the fact is, we drew. We won. You know, whatever. And and, and But that's the but that, but that's it with, with where the, the pundits and, and Tottenham, yeah, but they, you know, they're, they're going to show their true colours towards Spurs again. Yeah, but like we've said, Mourinho would love that. You know, you're not giving us any credit. I'll just go win us the league. Then you have to give us credit because you have to give us a trophy at the end of it. But, but that's he, the thing, though, he'd mate, love this, that. Do you know, but this, is, but this is, again, something else. This is probably the worst year to win the Premier League. Mm. Uh, I'll take it. I will take it all day long and every pundit can go suck a dick, right, if we do. But you know what it'll be? It'll be, well, it was unprecedented, yeah, you know, man. there was all these injuries to all these top teams, you know, 
Tottenham managed to keep their players fit, so that, that's that's why they won. There'll be a reason why we won it, but not because of how good we were. Nah, well. And if that happens, I will probably go and petrol bomb Gary Neville's house. Because that little rat face cunt will be the first one to turn around and go, well, it's Tottenham. But if, if Van Dijk hadn't have been out, and if and if Lamella hadn't got Martial sent off, and if fucking this and if fucking that, you know, well, and, and, yeah, and, you know, and if the Queen kissed my ass, mate, do you know what I mean? You know, if my mum had gills, she'd have been a fish. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, but if we win the league, I'll be... If we win the league, I'll be. If we win the league, I'll still be grinning by the time they say all of this stuff. So I couldn't care less. Oh mate, don't get me wrong. I, I'll, I'll, mate, I'll go, I'll go out and, you know, binge on fucking whatever just to celebrate it amazingly. <laughs> but I'm just saying, as regards the yeah. the bias that there is towards Spurs, yeah. there is going to be a reason why they turn around and go, oh wow, if it wasn't for this. And I'm going to go, well, if it wasn't for me punching you in the nose, you little rat face cunt, then, you know, you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. there, there, is a reason, there, there is a reason, and, and, and there will be a reason as to why they, they try and discredit a Tottenham title win if we get it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Even, even with the Liverpool game, we're getting a bit of ahead of ourselves, not following our manager's advice one game at a time, but yeah. I'm just talking, uh, I'm just talking about the general bar. Yeah. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm just saying, what if? Yeah. You know, and, and it, is, it, is, it is realistic. What if we do win it? Well, if we do win it, everyone's going to say, well, if, if Liverpool had a full team, if Man City hadn't fucking had Europe and had to delay the start of their season, then rah, 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 rah. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, fuck off, and right off. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree with you. That I, I, I think we'll win something this year. What it will be, not sure. But I, I think we've got a proper team now and, and we're playing well. We're, like we said earlier, I think we're putting the fear of God into um, teams there. Like, you know, if, if Kane got injured or went out, obviously he wouldn't have what he brings to the table in terms of coming deep. But then you've got Vinicius now who, who's, who's got that monkey off his back in terms of his first goal. I tell you what, actually, I just thought, do you know how you say we're going to win something? Hmm. Do you know the one thing we haven't said is, how many are we going to win? Well, yeah. I'm not going to lie, mate. I think there's there's a chance for two trophies, not including the Premier League. Yeah. Well, I, I, League Cup is definitely a good chance, isn't it? Yeah, League Cup and the Europa, and the Europa League. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that would, I mean, that would be an amazing season. Well, that would be even more dreamland, wouldn't it? Like two trophies in one season. But Yeah, Arsenal won't be able to say fuck all about our trophy cabinet getting dusty. <laughs> and and it'll be yet another one more, it'll, it'll be yet one more European trophy than Arsenal's got. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting this North London derby and like like we said, what the effect of the fans will have. Uh, really, you'd be you'd be telling us to go at them like a bit of a train. Obviously, uh, not giving too. You'd be saying for us to go at them like a train, but obviously, be careful and don't get caught. But they're a team that are lacking confidence, are right near the bottom. 
not not the bottom of the league, but nowhere near where they want to be. So try and get an early goal, put them under even more pressure. But, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'll be honest, mate. It's, yeah, it, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I, I just, I don't. I'm not too worried about Sunday. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Roy Keane's comment were funny. Like, I, I think they've got enough to stay up. <laughs> oh, Roy Keane, fucking crazy. Oh, that guy, that guy's got jokes and his humour yeah. is so dry. It's brilliant. But, yeah, I, 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 I thought that was quite funny. But yeah, I, I'm, yeah I, I'm never, I'm never massively confident. Like, oh, we, we've won this because we're the better team in the North London derby. Just because I think it's whoever wants it more. Even yeah, though we're looking like we want it more. Yeah, even though we're looking like we want it more now, but it's it's just on the day. But uh, you know. well, this is but this is the thing as well. It's also a good game to, to help indicate, even though Arsenal are fourteenth. You know, it's we need to be treating every game we go into like a, a North London derby. We need yeah. that fire. We need that determination. That grit. That that killer instinct. Mm. Um, and I think, especially after what happened with West Ham. Yeah. I think. I think the defensive side, you know, the defensive side that's coming in, but I, I honestly think that that killer instinct of, do you know what, you might get three goals, but don't stop. And I think that's what we proved against United. Yeah. You know, we took all, we took the chances. We, you know, we got more than three goals. You know, because United proved it against Southampton. Southampton were 2-0 up. They were cruising and they lost it 3-2. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not, 2-0 is a dangerous scoreline. Um, you know, and we just we just need to hit Arsenal hard. Um, you know, the earlier we score, the better, because I think the sooner we if we score early, I think their heads will go. Yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah. I think the longer it's nil, the longer it's nil nil, it like gives them confidence, and then you you could end up trying to force the issue a little bit and make a mistake. We just need to hope that they're not a bunch of dirty bastards and try and derail us in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do like a North London derby, and with, with a bit of noise in the stadium, it will be better than their games I don't think have it's been. It's going to be that noisy. It won't, but like, for the players, it might end up being a massive difference. But, oh, I think it will be as well. Yeah. Um, I think it'll make, it'll make a difference to them, which would be great. Yeah. But. You know, mate, it's, it's yeah. Let, let's see what happens on Sunday yeah. because uh, when we do the podcast, um, it's yeah. Well, let's be honest. If we win, we'll probably put the podcast out fucking Sunday, Monday. If we lose, <laughs> we might not put the podcast out till Friday because we'll need to get over it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope it's earlier in the week and we can get another win and keep this good form rolling. Keep it going. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for this week. Cheers again, Mac. Uh, it's nice to talk good after man. another positive result. But yeah, uh, and hopefully we'll be back, uh, all three of us, uh, after the Arsenal game, and hopefully after a nice win. Come on, you Spurs! Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we'll end it there. Come on, you Spurs. That's a good place to end.